And thank you very much for tuning in to the second episode of Code with Kingies in the Sheds, where this time round I'm joined by Wellington Lion and Hurricane Peter Umanga Jensen. Now, similar to Sass's interview, I will sort of be starting off with what he's been getting up to in quarantine, his rugby journey. We're also looking at what he wants to do post his football career. So hopefully you guys take something away from this, learn a little bit about the professional game and what they get up to during the week. And yeah, overall, just enjoy. It's definitely been different, bro. So, so you're at home at the moment. Yeah, so I live in um, Nana. Bit more out of the okay. house in Nana. Lost the missus. So, sure, just the two. Yeah, just us two. Oh, really testing and, um... the relationship. So, so... <laughs> <laughs> sure, bro. Um, so yeah, maybe give us a bit of a rundown of what you've been up to in isolation. Maybe around the training stuff and what's going on with the canes. Sweet is. Um, yeah, I just try um for training. I just try to um. Just as much as I can, like running, and then because I don't have much weights at home, I more I do heaps of like body weight stuff, like mm-hmm. press up sit up, I like squats and lunges and stuff. Um, I try to do something every day. So, but this time I'll do, I'll be doing like a on a Friday I'll be doing like a run. Yeah. Just because it's the end of the week, and then tomorrow for Saturday and Sunday I'll just days off. Mm-hmm. I just like um. But then if I do something in the morning, then um, I feel like midday I'd be like on my game for ages, just jamming two k with the boys. <laughs> yeah, because my sister still has to work. She's like uh, she works for ACC, mm-hmm. so she still works at she works at home. And then when she finishes at work, or when if when she finishes, we try to do like a walk and stuff or something at like five, or like go shoot some hoops or something like that just to like get active just yeah. like stay active and stuff so it's kind of just we're trying to make like a routine and stuff like it's pretty are you, are you missing sort of like being involved in um being involved with the boys because i know i was talking to Slee earlier on the weekend he's yeah. talking about how you know especially for you guys you guys are so routine based yeah that like right now you know sort of being isolated it is sort of a shock to the system yeah it's pretty weird like Something with Blake hasn't really happened before, so for it to happen now, it's kind of like, what the hell, like, it's weird. And, like, you kind of do miss, like, that bond, like, that bonding time with the boys. So it's kind of like, you just got to kind of just keep with it. Like, we still, like, talk on our chat and stuff. And, like, send them videos and, like, funny stuff like that. But I don't know. It's kind of weird not having that, like, extra physical contact with them. But, um... Yeah. Sweet man. Um. So I guess we'll sort of start. Um. Sort of from day dot. So I know you're a proud Wainui boy. So maybe start us off as, you know, when you started playing footy and what it was like growing up over the hill. Oh yeah. Um. Yep. Proud Wainui boy, as you said. Um. Started playing. There when I was about five. Played for the younger grades when I was five to. Thirteen and then. Went to, oh, next just yeah, just played there. I didn't actually really like rugby to to begin with. I kind of wanted to play soccer. True. Because I was pretty handsome at tackling, so I just didn't really like tackling. 
and then Thomas didn't really like playing rugby either. He liked league more. So basically, kind of went from rugby to rugby league, and then played there for like two years, and then we played both for like a year, and then Thomas was deciding whether what whether or not he wanted to go to rugby league, and then that year he chose to go to rugby league. We went to the Scots, and there was no there was no rugby league at Scots when we were about fifteen. Mm-hmm. So he kind of we kind of just stuck with um was stuck with rugby. And then in our first year at Scots, we kind of played second 15, didn't really want to play first 15. And that was fun. It was like probably the funnest year I've ever played at rugby. Just like, what was that fourth division? There was like five divisions in the first 15 comp. And it was just like cracker pairs. It's just like pretty much just do whatever you want mm-hmm. for a whole year. And then next two years was just like serious as, but it was pretty fun. Like you got to win some championships and stuff, so it was pretty mean. Yeah, I know that first-hand, obviously, been at string. Yeah. <laughs> Especially my last year at school. But um, we're sort of taking back, bro. So you started off at Winery High, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so what pushed you to Scots? Um, I guess just, like, I had some of my cousins and stuff there, like some friends over there as well at Scots. And I think I just wanted to try something different. There was quite a lot of things that was going on in like my personal life that um kind of just wanted to get away from. And then like Scots kind of had so they had like their boarding and stuff, and then they had some pretty good reviews about the education. And I think I was just like for me, I wasn't really um doing much of school. I was kind of just like chilling, wasn't doing anything. I'd only like turn up to the classes I wanted to, turn up to like art and like cooking and stuff and English. Just like get food for the cooking class, but um yeah, I wasn't really doing much already. I was just I was actually kinda of just like bumming down. And then kinda of my uncle Uncle Gordon, um, just like and Monty Dennis kinda of just like told me off and then asked me if I wanted to um go for a scholarship at Scots, me and Thomas. Because we were both doing the same thing and then she just said, yeah, oh, we just said, yeah, we'll try it out. And then, yeah, we got it. Because you had to go for, like, a whole interview process to go get the scholarship at Scots. And um, you had to, like, talk about, like, what you were good at and, like, what um, well, like, what are your, like, what are habits that you have to work on and, like, what are things that you need to do? And it's just like, what the hell? Like, I don't even know what a habit is or... <laughs> don't even know like what I do well or stuff like that so it's kind of it was challenging but then it was yeah it was gangster in the end I guess like without um sort of saying like too much when you'd ask myself I guess you know uh like you said if you sort of come from sort of a background where they know that you know it can help you sort of long term yeah I guess that's what those things sort of in place for as well so Obviously, you rock up to Scots. Um, was this year 11 or year 10? Year 11. Year 11. Um, yeah. And so you talk about playing in the second 15, but was there any pressure for you guys to sort of play in the first 15 or was it sort of pretty easy? Um, I think at the at the start, it kind of was, but then, like, at, like when I was kind of going into it, then, like, they were all good. There was nothing, like, like, Earl wasn't, didn't really like he he was kind of more like oh yeah but like 
because we needed to focus on our education as well at the same time. So it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll, like, we'll sort you out, like, get your education up, and then, like, when the time comes in, like, you, you can be available to play. So, like, we mm-hmm. didn't not play first thing that year. We played, I think I played, like, eight games that year. But we went to quad and stuff and then played, like, a couple um, first thing games in the Wellington comp. But, no, nah, there was never no, like, pressure to play. Like, we were always going to play if we if they needed us. And if we were still, like, doing good in our education and stuff. So it was kind of, like, it was kind of like a little deal we had together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so you go on the next year and you're a part of that, that pretty wicked Scots team. Yeah. So what, what changed from year 11 to year 12 attitude and, I guess, commitment-wise for rugby? Um... I don't actually know, to be honest, like, that whole back line we had for Scots, we, um, so, like, at Scots, you can, like, flat on the outsides of other, like, on the streets of always Scots, like, Strathmore Ave and Monorgan Road or something like that. Right. So, Strathmore Ave, I think there was a flat, it was called the Cassie Flat, and, um, we had six, our whole back line, pretty much, live in this one flat. Oh, like, whole of our starting back line lived in this flat, and we kind of just like, I don't know, we kind of just got to know each other real well and like kind of used that on the field and like we gelled real well on the field. Like our backs were pretty gangster in 2014 and our forwards are pretty unreal as well. I think it was kind of, I think it was kind of just like a, <laughs> our first three games we played, our well, first game we played, we got smoked by Sacred Heart and then like we got beat like 49 nil. Or something like that. And then our second game, we smoked. Oh, shit, did we smoke them? Oh, we bet some team. Oh, Marble Boys, I think. Oh, oh, oh fuck, I don't know. But, like, we smoked them, and then, at like, that stage, we are just like, yeah, we're not going to lose a game. And I don't think we... I think we only lost one... We only lost one game... Oh, two games that year, and I was against you guys, Silverstream and the... Ron Robin in that circuit heart game. But yeah. Yeah, I think just from there we just kinda of said, no, we're not gonna lose. We're gonna like win this or something like that. And kinda of just like when we keep winning games, like you could kinda of feel that yeah, we are gonna do this. But yeah, I was kinda of testing it in that final way. That last oh, that last few that last few months. That was that guy just had to give that penalty away and TJ just slaughtered the ugliest kick I've ever seen. So. <laughs> hey, bro. Everyone remembers that it went over. Doesn't matter how it got over. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so then, yeah, obviously you guys go on to, you guys shared that national title with Hamilton. Yeah, we do. And I guess that was probably an eye-opener for you into probably the pathway, you know, rugby could take you down. Obviously you were getting a bit of exposure at Scott, so... Yeah. Going into your last year, was it something that you and Thomas sort of made a note of, like, you know, sort of wanting to put your best foot forward so that you could open up as many pathways of rugby as you could? Yeah, yep. So we kind of knew that um, there were, like, clubs approaching us and stuff in our year 13. And I think a league club wanted to get one of us to play or to, like, go over there and rugby was all over but then we kind of just said to ourselves like we won't sign anything when we're at school like we'll wait till we finish 
like for our last day of school and then we, we'll sign something and like we'll do like I do we'll do our best at school but like and then do our best in like rugby and stuff and so, like see where we get there or see where we get from oh like what we do and, and stuff like that so we kind of just like talk to each other about like what what we're going to do kind of we kind of still wanted to have like a good year at school like we felt like we're still at school rather than looking forward to the future kind of thing yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean you guys did pretty well your last year of school as well like, yeah uh, obviously i was actually at the the wellington final that obviously oh, didn't yeah. go to plan no, <laughs> um, but yeah but yeah maybe yeah sort of talk us through sort of the maybe the ups and downs of that last season and where you guys finished up um yeah definitely that that rugby that first team final wasn't wasn't our best game. I think well, everyone was pretty nervous. We still had like a quite a new team. Oh, like from compared to last year's team, most of the boys had been in there for two years or more. But I think it was just nerves. They got everyone. Like the senior boys still played pretty mean. Well, like there was like eight of us that stayed from last year, or from the year before. Oh, there was like eight or teams or something like that, and then we all played it pretty well. But I think yeah, it was just nerves, and then I think we had a we had a pretty mean season coming up before that. I don't think we lost. We went to Japan as well at the start of the year for that Senex World Cup thing, and we lost to Australia. But like, it wasn't like a bad loss. Like we lost on like on a good game. But I don't think from that year we didn't really have anything bad. Like we'd lost. We'd lost like that final, the first team final, and then we lost the national final to Rotorua. But like they weren't like bad losses. Like we kind of knew that we should have done more, but we're still happy that we kind of got to be there again. And then yeah. like, that's kind of like you never really hear that that you go two times in the national final. And I think I don't really think that's gonna ever gonna happen again. To yeah. be honest, just like just with the team we have, we were just like. We were pretty mean. Like we were pretty like well connected and stuff like on the field and off the field. Like we go to do parties and stuff. Like it was gangster. Like, like every weekend it was just it was just mad. But yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah, it's one of those things eh, that you don't really appreciate sort of at the time no. as much as when you leave. Just how yeah, enjoyable uh, it is. Last year at school is, and because you, yeah. I guess like especially for you now being in the professional environment. That your last year of school would have been like the last like fun year where there's yeah, no like yeah. outside pressure yeah so not and now it's just like full-on like you got everything happening and stuff like you're literally just like in your last year you're literally like a king obviously <laughs> just like well, some of us are right? no, maybe not me but no shut up jordan king mate stain's king uh, um but you touched on that that Senex will um sort of world thing that you go to that world title for all yeah. the, the best first things around the world yeah. what was that sort of exposure like and how does um new zealand schoolboy rugby compare to that around the world oh bro japanese schools are like hissing you know, they're unreal they're fit as like do the basics real like real well and they're like mean as they're like offloads and stuff like you can tell like the way they like play and stuff that they're like fully like into it it's just like their size and stuff can't like keep up with New Zealanders or like any other like 
um, countries, but like they got like the heart and stuff. Like they're pretty. Like we, I think we just like we just won against one Japanese school in our first game, and like we were just like, cause we we're just like first game and for like yeah we got the Japanese school we're gonna smoke them like we're gonna like ease in and then we came up to like what was the end school it was like thirty. 30 to like 17 or something like that plus and then we're like we nearly got like we could have like lost like two more states and they could have like got a try or two more like tries they could have just been in but yeah was, they're like unreal and then like they're all like respectful as well Japanese people like every, after every game and before every game you got a bow and stuff and they were expecting us to, to do a haka but like a haka was pretty, was pretty trash at the start but at the um, Oh, when I was there, and then that was pretty gangster. But no, they're like pretty mean. Like every Japanese school we played against, like they were pretty like, like real consistent in like what they did in skills and like stuff like that. So yeah, opened our eyes up, and it was pretty cool to like be exposed to that place as well. Like Japanese people love rugby. Like you just hear them like screaming and stuff, even they don't even know you. They like try to say your name, they're like oh Peter, oh, Peter. <laughs> Umano, umano, jensen. And then, like, Alex Fido, like, oh, Fido, Fido. And then, like, you just see them, like, ooh, Fido. Like, it's like, I don't know, like, you just see them, see people, like, say your name and then stuff like that. You're like, fuck, this is cool. Like, yeah. Kind of exposed you a little bit to, like, kind of, like, how, like, professionals had it, or have it and stuff. It was nice. Yeah. Has he tasted the limelight, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> and so you get to the end of obviously your last year at Scots. Yeah. And so what was sort of the deal for you guys? How did you guys end up choosing which way you wanted to go? Well, um, I've always wanted to play for like the ones line. So like ever since growing up, I just had so many good memories just watching like just my uncle and then some of my like cousins play for for the ones line. So that's always been like a good girl. So there was kind of like nothing. Nothing like outside was gonna like change that. But I think Thomas Thomas kinda of just wanted something different. He wanted just to, like a change. So um he didn't really want to stay on Wellington, like he wanted to like leave and try something out and then so he went to inside with Otago for a year, so that was pretty that was pretty tough. Like he was like him leaving and stuff. But then I think in his first year he got like a big injury. And like his growing or something like that, and so like he couldn't really play, and it was he was kind of finding it hard to get the motivation to like train and stuff. And his first year, like he didn't know what to do and stuff. And then I was in my first year as well, so I got to I played most of the Lions games and all oh, like signing and stuff like so. I was just, yeah, I was just chilling, yeah. and then. I was kind of, when going into the Lions season, I was just like, oh, fuck, this is weird, like, I think I've, I think I'm fit enough and like, stuff like that, so when we started, like, I was like, I'm fit, I wasn't doing much, like, to get better, well, I was doing my most, like, the most to get better and stuff, like, I was running every day, every day, and, like, trying to, like, eat right and stuff like that, because I was just, like, doing shit all, like, yeah. I wasn't doing anything to like help my body or help like out the season but I was kind of like I was there but then yeah I don't know 
You touched on obviously Thomas leaving, and I know that yeah. you guys are real tight. Um, yeah. You guys, you know, obviously with being twins and all that. So, I mean, how, yeah. how was that sort of being separated from your brother for the first time? Did it, you know, did it affect your game at all? Did it, you know, did it affect, you know, both your lives at all? You don't have to get um, too personal if you don't want to, but. Oh, yeah, I think at times, like, I was just, um, I kind of, like, missed him because we have, like, yeah, like you said, that, that bond was kind of, like, unspoken as well. Just couldn't really share that with anyone. But, yeah, I was just, you know, I was pretty, at times I'd be pretty, like, fucking, like, missing and stuff like that and, like, kind of, like, needing here and stuff when times were going a bit hard. But then at the same time I knew that he was having, like, he was probably going through the same thing, so... Then like, I'd always just try my best to like talk to him or like just text him and stuff. Like during the week, or see how he is because I knew he was kind of feeling like if I was feeling, then he was definitely feeling it as well. So it was just yeah, we kind of just tried to make sure that we were still pretty like active and like talking and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, when you guys play together, like. I know it's one of those things where people talk about, you know, with siblings, they can sort of read each other, but for like you personally, like whether, you know, you're in the midfield with them or even if you're a fullback, like, is it yeah. like, just like, you don't, you don't have to like lie or anything, bro, but like, do you, can you just like look at him and just like read what he's going to do? Like, is there actually like a connection with you guys or? Um, oh, uh, I don't know. Like, we've had some like, some, like sometimes when we do, do stuff like, kind of just pull it out from my ass like I don't even know what he's gonna do but then but like for sometimes I just like like I can like whenever like he carries the ball I can tell like when he's gonna like so he always gets his arm like when he carries he always tries to get his arm in a position where he's gonna offload so I always just like try like like whenever he runs or like whenever he goes into like contact I always try like run off his shoulder or something like that but um like usually if we do do like a set up a trial or something that I always tell them like what to do and stuff so I never like like before we actually did the move so I always tell them who to get to and stuff like that or like what to do just like little stuff like that but I think like sometimes when we do do stuff like just at a random like it's kind of just like oh yeah I know what he's gonna do or I know what like he's most likely to do like he's definitely was right try to have like a left or something like that or, I don't know yeah pretty cheese <laughs> yeah so you touched on how you were in the line set up your first year out of school yeah and that's a that's a massive jump uh, for anyone you know yeah. going straight from schoolboy to playing you know fully grown men you get paid to train every day so mm. how was obviously you touched on you did as much as you could to, well you were trying your best to yeah um, <laughs> get, get better at your game but what was sort of some of the learnings that you took from that initial jump and what were sort of some of the things you took into the next year knowing that you had to work on it? I guess like time management I like sure that was just key. Like I'll I'd be like late most of the time for trainings because I just don't know what to you know, like prepare myself or like do like simple stuff like make my lunch or like set an alarm or like get my clothes ready for like the next day. And so just, like, managing, like, what you need for that whole day is kind of just, like, key. 
and I just never got onto that until like the last couple of weeks of my first season. I was getting better at it. So, and I think we had a we had a couple like young boys that had the like same like couldn't really like manage themselves because it was just like it was so full on. It wasn't even that full on compared to like what we do in the Hurricanes, but like it was full on. And yeah, just like pretty much just what I took out of it for my first year was that you just gotta be like manage your like what you need like what you need and what trainings like require you and stuff, like what food is acceptable and on like most foods that are acceptable, just like how you eat it and stuff. Yeah. That's kinda of like the the thing I took from it in the first year. And like with anyone who sort of gets a bit of experience and gets comfortable playing at a certain level, when did um, when did the game sort of start to slow down for you and you felt like, yep, yeah, you know, like, I know I can beat this dude and I can do this? Was it your second year? Was it your third year? Well, it, was probably my, it was probably like my fourth year. Oh, like last year was my only year I actually felt comfortable doing something. Like doing the training or doing like playing the game and stuff like because um, I actually missed out on 2017 because I had a, a shoulder injury. And in 2018, I didn't play much games because I had a second... Uh, I didn't play much games because then I got injured again with my right shoulder. So last year was kind of just like my... I actually kind of just got comfortable with it and stuff like that. Like, I kind of, like, read the game better. Still wasn't getting, like, the minutes that, like, I needed. But like, I still got to like play the first half, or like most of the first half, and then some of the second half. But I'd still have like games where I'd like wasn't confident, wasn't like confident with myself, and like I'd stuff up. I'd make like a couple of errors here and there. But yeah, I think last year, last year was definitely like where I actually got comfortable and doing that stuff. And I was kind of like that year, I was kind of like having like an all good year as well. So I was kind of. In my head, I was in, like, a good mind. I was getting, like, a good headspace, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeping it calm. And, like, the... Like, it's sort of one of those things for anyone that... Did you feel it was more sort of the experience, obviously having played, you know, a whole bunch of different games at that level, or is it more the preparation that you took into those games that made you feel more confident, or was it a combination of both? Yeah, I'd say a combination of both. It was kind of just key for me. So, like, I'd always get try to get my head right around like defensive cues and like what was on like I'd say if, say if the defense was up then like kicking space was on I'd always just look for those cues and like attack wise or like, an attack and defense like always just write it down before I like play and stuff on them always like just revise it through it before I play as well so and then if I was playing good then obviously like I felt good and then I could like cool stuff that would be on, or yeah, that's kind of yeah, it's kind of just like, but yeah, it was definitely a bit of both. So you, how long have you been a part of the hurricane setup? So this is my, this is my fourth year signed, but I've been with them since twenty sixteen when they. Because they needed like an injury replacement player, so yeah, five years. And what's the? You talked about obviously the jump from schoolboy to 
just sort of semi-professional. I guess it is professional rugby with the Lions. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, how big is the jump from the Lions into the Canes? Um, oh, it's not... It's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's it's massive compared to like, because Hurricanes is longer, it's like a longer um, um, competition and stuff. Oh, the Hurricanes is a longer competition. So I think, yeah, it is pretty long. Like, it's way longer, like way bigger squad as well to like choose from. Um, Like literally you have to be on time for everything. Otherwise you get like, you get your fucking ass ripped off and shit like that. <laughs> Um, you have to like, literally, you have to like call if you need anything. You have to like go to like if you need to go to the doctor, you got to call the doctor. You got to if you need to go see the manager, you got to call the manager to like request a time. If you need to see a coach, you got to like request a time and stuff like that. It's weird as, um, but like having to be on time and stuff, it's like kind of like you have to like it's always you always it's like a must like you always have to be on time, um writing shit like you gotta write heaps of shit down you also always have to have a book it's to like always have to be like try like have the right training gear if you don't get a tra- right training gear you get like a told off you get like a bonus point taking off your mini team and stuff like that it's kind of just like like you literally have to be prepared for everything so i guess like for me it kind of happened early and then gradually started getting way better like towards the towards the said um still in so yeah it's kind of just like a little bit more so the lions were having like the lions was kind of like oh yeah this like can get away with this stuff but then hurricanes you can't get away with anything and plus if you're a young guy can doing that stuff then you get like heaps of shit from your like elder players and stuff looking at you like who the fuck does this kind of thing he is like <laughs> thinks he's a big like Look at me, I'm 100, 100, 100 cap like, hurricane, and just look at this, like, hasn't played a game yet, thinking he could do this. I'm like, fuck, this is, like, crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, when you first got involved in that setup, yeah. uh, like, when you, you know, when you're first in the locker room with, like, TJ Piranar and Bowden Barrett, like, are you like everyone else where you're, like, still, like, starstruck? Or, like, were you pretty good with once you got into that environment, you're like, nah, you know, I'm one of the boys, like, yeah, like these guys yeah. are my teammates. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I was, at the first couple of weeks, I was like, fuck, this is like mean. And it's got to like train alongside Ben and Barrett, TJ Perinara, like Julian Savio, Corey Jane, like Victor Vita and stuff like that. Um, but then, like, as you like, yeah, as you say, like, when you get to know them, then you're like, you get to see like a better, like a different side to them that rather than TV. Like where you just see them play the rugby and stuff, like you get to actually meet them and stuff. No, not them on a personal level. Like TJ Fran, he's everyone must know this, but like he's just competitive as doesn't want to lose. Like that's literally him throughout his like whole life, or like his whole lifestyle is just like he needs to win. Like even just like little things, like like making a coffee, he needs to make the best coffee, better than like your coffee or something. Or like like when he's kicking, he's like, oh, I need to make. 10 kicks they're going to be better than your one kick or something like that just like just the emphasis he puts on everything like it's gangsters and it's cool like you see like he's having fun as well and then like it kind of makes you want to have fun like look he, he reckons he's fast but he's not that fast so I always, always beat him in like sprints and stuff so 
plays like yeah but like just like little thing like things like that you get to like it's pretty cool like you'd probably never like expect it but then like you expect the unexpected and he's like that so it's cool i think it's when like i play against like other players yeah so i get more starstruck when i go against like other players and other teams like i think last year we played the blues and um got to play against like martin on which is fairly gangster like like he's like like legend and like he's quite like he's quite old playing like playing the game rugby and he's like for him to still be playing and doing the stuff he's doing like it's mean like it makes like they get you like oh, like maybe you could do the same as as well like, at his age so like it's pretty cool like seeing that like playing against him like i was like I tackled him and I was like, fuck, it's my money, like, during the game, and he's just like, just like, geez, so like, real humble as well, and I was saying, like, you're the man, you're the man, like, this is unreal, and it's like, during the game as well, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing, like, it's like, it's my fucking hero, like, he's the man. Yeah. Sort of like the, that's the same way I feel when I played against you at Club Rugby, bro, I'm like, Whoa. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Now you, now, you've jo- team, now you've joined our team. team, bro. Now you're at Wainui now. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the light. Yes. <laughs> um, but you, you touched on that. Uh, did you have any rugby idols growing up? Yep. Um, Connor Smith, Wainui. Um, Jose Gia was main as Rico Gia. I had heaps of players, yeah. Pretty much the whole... I like growing up watching All Blacks and stuff like Jericho Foko. Sitovini Suvadu. Bro, he was mean. Yeah. He was like Doug Hallett was gangster as well, so. Yeah, man. So, you're involved in the Kane setup. You know, you get to play against the, the likes of Martinonu, but who did you make your debut against? I made my debut in 2018 against the Reds at home. And I played against. Uh, what was it, Mark? I think I was. Oh no, I wasn't against Sammy Kruby. But yeah, made my debut against him. I didn't really do much. I just did my job, really. Um, played about 70 minutes. He got taken off. And we won that game. It was like, I think it was history for the Hurricanes. It was like a 10th game we won in a row. Like a streak, and then the next week we lost that streak. But yeah, it was, it was pretty unreal. Did you play the next game? No, I didn't play that. I only played one game that year. There we go, bro. There we go. He's got the 10th one in a row. Yeah. Take out the magic man and then... No, I did Jack. I did Jack, so I was all good. What was it like, though? What was sort of... When you get named in that starting team? I did, like... Can you talk us through that process as well, bro? Because, like, do you guys have, like, your team named on the Thursday, like, your club team? Or how does it work in a professional setup? Um, so... Usually, they name the team on the Monday, on that week. Yeah, Monday, and then everyone, so everyone, like, knows their role, like, can get to know their role, like, straight away and stuff. Um, where, yeah, but sometimes they used to do it, like, they'd name the 15 on the Monday, and then the next day, or the Wednesday, they'd name the subs, and then they kind of just turned out real bad, because, like, no one would know who'd, like, none of the subs would know who'd, like, playing and stuff, because it would just turn, like, real, like, cake and like when it came to like trainers and stuff because everyone had to be doing everything but yeah, yeah usually they name the team on the monday and then you have like a tight like a tai chi on the monday 
and just like going through like what we're going to do that week and then like how we're going to defend that week as well like what like how we're going to defend their moves and then they'll be off for the Monday and then on Tuesday we'll do like a big team run with the Hurricanes and against the like Hunters where it's like the Hurricanes 18 or whatever like the guys that are not playing um, training oh like get to play as like say the Crusaders for that week so that they're doing all their moves doing how they defend the Hurricanes are doing their moves to like try like beat what the Crusaders would like most likely do mm-hmm. if you know what I mean yeah and then like Wednesday we have a day off it's a good time to like get a massage and I had like some family time and like stretch and stuff just like all that stuff you need to keep taking over and then Thursday we have a big training day that's kind of like the D-Day big defense day for the Hurricanes so but the Crusaders are doing like the attack moves like at full speed and stuff like that so it's kind of like a fun it's not really a fun day but it's all good and then on the Friday have the captain's run at like 12 o'clock maybe 2 o'clock and they'll go for like an hour and then yeah pretty much set up for the Saturday game if it's a Saturday game and then pretty much set up for that game on the Saturday at like 7 o'clock so yeah. yeah. And so pretty... will you guys still have that, that big training day on the Thursday if you play on the Friday as well? Uh no, so that just be that just changed to a Wednesday and then Tuesday we get the Tuesday off and then just have a kinda of like a big day on the Monday. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Well not like a it'll be like a Tai Chi day and then you go to your units and then you go on to like a big training. But it's not kinda of like it's not really that big. Yeah. And so when you got named on that Monday, uh, yep. did you have any inkling that you were going to be playing that week? Um, oh, kind of. Like I kind of knew that I was going to like I was up to play a game because I've been told I was going to be playing a game soon. And I kind of just guessed it was this game because the Reds that year weren't really going too well, and oh, they were going alright, but they weren't going too well. And then I just kind of knew like oh, if I make my debut with this game, like I'll be all good, like. I'd be safe, like, imagine, like, making your debut. Like, if you made your debut against the Crusaders, that, that's pretty mean. But then, like, because, you know, like, the Crusaders were going pretty mean that year, 2018. So, I was kind of, like, it, like, wasn't really a boost to your confidence. But, like, this game kind of, like, it kind of kept me humble and stuff. So, that was a good... I was just, like, I kind of just treated it as, like, another week. I didn't really put too much pressure on myself. Um... But I think when I told my like family that I was playing that week, they kind of just got like so excited and then like kind of trying to bring everyone to like watch and stuff. It was kind of it was kind of nerve wracking. Yeah. But then once like I reckon like once you just like go through that week and then you just like run onto the field, like everything just like from the everything pretty much just goes like all your nerves and stuff, just like go and then you just like say to yourself like yeah I'm just gonna just like play do what I'm like do what I'm good at stick to like my strengths and just like always keep talking and like yeah just doing the like doing the basics to like keep like keep up and stuff like that so yeah do you have like a um like i know for me personally bro like the only way i can get stuck into a game is if i make a tackle because that's sort of like yeah you know i've had that bit of contact like do you have a thing that you do where like you have to sort of get yourself into a group um yeah, I think it's just like when I when I like get to like a ball carry, when I carry the ball, like I just have to be like 
like I just have to like carry this as hard as I can and like just make sure like get good game line. Um, make sure I get like give like good ball presentations as well. But like the rock, like it's weird stuff like that. I just always have to like think about whenever I touch the ball. Sometimes we know like oh, sometimes like it's like for me it's always like a tackle like I need to get in the game early as well. So yeah, just like little stuff like that because I need to focus on my like tackling and stuff. So I don't really do much as well. I was. <laughs> I always just do like the double hits and stuff. Try to like strip the ball and stuff so I don't have to like get down and hit their knees and shit like that. So, but um, yeah, I think it's just like for me, it's just carry. Just like get a good carry in and then like once I get that, then I'm, I know that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be like a good game. Yeah. Touching on defense, bro. <laughs> like I know that you practice in the midfield and um, yeah. the outside backs. What is it like having to tackle Nani Lamapi in training? That cannot be fun, bro. Uh, I've only like actually I've only like properly tackled him like once, and that's probably not even like he probably wasn't even going as hard as like probably like he's strong, eh? Like he like for the like like because he's so like he's not that small, but like, he's kind of short. he's shorter than me, so like he's just like like physically built. Like a lot, like a freaking ball, like to be honest. And like, I know he's kind of like, he is intimidating when he like really runs because like he just runs straight, doesn't like, he? He only steps like when he gets like a, when there's like nothing going on, but like when he runs straight, you're just like, fuck, like you have to get in front of this. And then like, even if it's a shoulder line, you're like, fuck, like he could still like wreck me if he like, like keeps going and stuff like that. But um, like the backs, like, the backs kind of have like a thing where you just like don't really tackle like it's like full contact like he tackles them but you don't really like follow on like smoke them yeah think, agreement. yeah pretty much and like you just like look like you give each other like the look you're like come on like don't don't be a dick <laughs> but um we had this one training in my first year where in 2016 when we hit like it was like full on so that was called cat it's called like cat five because like a hurricane, like a tornado, like a category five tornado yeah. is like massive sound with that. And like we had this like it was kinda of like the there was like a team playing and then there was like the all the returning like all black all blacks and stuff like in this one turn on this one team and it was like kinda of like the new guys so it was like Nani and like Vince and like Autody Black and like Julian I think and Corey on like one back like one back line. It was just like T J Bowden uh, me and like Matty Proctor, oh not Matty Proctor and fuck who was it? Oh, it was, it was Vince Russell on my side and Matty Proctor on the other side, and we had to like do like full on like tackling and stuff. So they did like this one move where like Nani just like it's just like Nani and Matty go up and just get like a flat ball from the nine, and then like the ten, like the ten has to kind of like tackle, but like the ten like missed the missed the thing, and then I had to go to twelve. And I like went low on them because like that's the only tackle I like knew how to do, really just like low and like grab them by the ankles, and like yeah he full on like smoked me but I still got him, and like he kind of like said oh fuck sorry dude like sorry and he was like no nah, it's all good like you got me and I was like yeah I did and then I think that was the only time I actually actually tackled him and that was like three years three or four years ago so I don't think ever since I ever tried to tackle. Him. I think like we have like we have like 
skill things that we do, like that we like me and him like get quite competitive, like in kicking and stuff. Like cross kicks, I'm shit at cross kicking and I can't do like do one to save my life. And he's he's actually all good at them, so he's always teaching me to do good things and then at the same time it's always like a competition. So tries to keep me in that loop. I talked a bit about SAS as well. Um, how when you're in a setup where obviously you've got a guy like the Mike Nani Lamarpi who's involved with the All Blacks and stuff. Yeah. Is it, I mean, especially like sort of when you sort of take yourself back to your young buck days, that yeah. did you find it hard to sort of try and compete with these guys but then sort of wanting to stay on their good side as well? Because I know for, well, Sass explained how like when you had like Malachi Fiki Toa and George Mwala, he was sort of like trying to be their mate and wasn't actually like pushing himself to like put his best foot forward. Like, did yeah. you, would you say the same thing happened with you or? Yeah, I'd say I was trying to be their friend and stuff. I like try to be, yeah, try like, yeah, get as close as I can to being like being a friend and stuff, being a mate. But then you kind of just think like, oh, fuck, I need to like actually get, get better because of like these guys are just, they're better. And they're just like, they're still doing like things to get better. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm just trying to do, I'm just trying to like get to know them as a friend. So I kind of just, they kind of just went away. 2016 I did that and then after those years, because I got injured as well, I was kind of to myself for ages. So I was, I was always like training and like trying to get better as well. So I kind of just like, I kind of like missed it by a little bit. And then I did it by a little bit and then kind of missed it by like with my injuries. So I guess that was kind of like a blessing. That I got to like kind of have that experience of getting injured and then having to like actually do the work by myself, like work to get better and like working to like be better than them. Yeah. But I think um, everyone, yeah. No, you keep going, keep going. I think everyone like, like everyone's got like a set of skill, like when you're playing and like you tend to like lean towards that skill like like for me i'd say just like my ball carrier is probably the best skill i have with like the with the way i play and stuff but like when you as you like do get older and like as you do like want to get better you have to like go to those other skills that you need to that you need to have like passing and like kicking and stuff like for a 12 like passing kicking is kind of like key to have so i'm I'm just kind of getting into that now on my kicking yeah, no, it was, that was probably one of the big things that stood out for me over the past two years with Nani, especially is just, yeah, he's always been that wrecking ball and he can bump anyone off, but yeah. his passing has just got so much better, his short kicking game, and yeah, yeah he's uh, mean. an awesome guy to learn off. Yeah, hold up. And he's always, he's always talking to me about like kicking and stuff and like passing. So he's always, he's always trying to help me yeah. be better. Wicked. Mm. So you ended up playing a few games for the Canes last year as well. Yeah. And you scored your first try against the Blues? Yep, my first try against the Blues. Yep. What's that like, bro? What's that like dotting down at the Cape Town? I mean, you've obviously done it for the Lions and whatnot, but yeah. being um, for the Canes, it's got to be something different. And how did yeah. it happen, bro? Oh, I think Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Marshall was playing on the edge. We are playing like an edge move. Oh, not an edge move. We are just playing the edge. And like Danny Twala just ran this hissing line off Jimmy Ma or Jimmy Marshall and then made a break. And then I was just on the outside on the wing. And I was kind of just 
being a support player for ages and he had like support on the inside, Danny, and then he just decided to give it to me. And then, yeah, just ran in. But I should have ran towards the, towards the sticks because there was like heaps of space there, but I just keep running towards like the sideline or towards like the corner post or corner, whatever it's called. And just like, I know, I kind of just, my emotions really just took over. I didn't really like think about how easy the kick and stuff would be if I went closer. But then he still got the kick over, so yeah. it was a good. Yeah. But um, it was unreal. Like I got to, I think that week I was actually talking to like my my best friend about like, oh fuck, like he was talking like, oh fuck, if you like get a try, like what are you gonna do? And then his dad was like, oh, you should just do like the the hurricane salute and stuff like that. And I was like, what the hell is the hurricane salute? And then I was like. Put like the five on your head and shit, and then like give them a high five, mm-hmm. and then I just did that. Um, yeah, I just like celebrated like that, and then I turned out that get that Blues game turned out to be a pretty mean game. Like we were playing pretty bad at the start of the first half, and then the second half decided just to play mean. Everyone was like clicking. Like it was all like the the guys that wouldn't play. It was like the hunters, so we. Pretty much the B team or the A team for the Hurricanes got to play um, for that Blues game, and it was pretty mean. Like, we did everything that we do at training, like cross kicks, little chip kicks, and stuff, grabbers. Yeah, it was just fun. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, that's pretty much the footy. So, we sort of take a look into sort of your, prep, your prep personally that goes into it. So, what is sort of like a what does a game day look like for you and do you have any sort of superstitions that you uh, run um, through before a game? Yeah. Okay. Um game day, game day. Game day I just well, I tried I always have breakfast, like a hot breakfast. Eggs on toast or eggs toast. Like a sausage or something like that. And then um I just keep drinking water throughout the day. Say if we're playing at the seven o'clock we're playing a seven o'clock game and um so I have my breakfast, drink my water, and then have like a little nap for like an hour or like half an hour, whatever. And then we have have lunch, have lunch, and then I'll have like a I have like a sandwich. I'll have like a chicken, yeah, just like a chicken sandwich or something like that. Two chicken sandwiches. And then have like another break, and then we have like what's called like a primer. So it's mm-hmm. like a you just, it's pretty much just like a, just like a training, pretty much just like a team, team training or something like that, just before like, we go into a pre-match meal, and then for our pre-match meal, I'll have like, chicken, potatoes, or like a mashed potatoes, um, and then I'll have like a peanut butter sandwich, I always have like a peanut butter sandwich, before I play, it's like weird, Interesting. I just, yeah, I always like, I just like peanut butter sandwiches so I always have one at pre pre match meal and then get back to the get back to home and I'll just like stretch and stuff. I just stretch and like keep drinking my water, listen to music. But I'm I'm not really into like game day music, I just listen to like anything. If it's like if it feels good in my ears I, I don't know. Um and then like going in towards so I get to get to base, I get to the park at like 
six o'clock. Um, keep stretching, doing like little things to like. I need to like have like my calves and hamstrings or something like that. Just like my back or something like that always gets like tightened up, so I always just like try to stretch or roll them out. Then, yeah, just slowly get slowly like getting ready. Like I'll chuck my shorts on, but like I still have like my bare feet, and then just like still getting ready, and then like when it's like ten minutes to go outside. I chuck my socks on, then my boots, and then you know, pretty much just like leave. I'll go outside and then like do a couple of sprints, um, a couple of, like stretches as well, and then yeah, that's pretty much my prep. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really like yeah. Everyone else is like real different. Like some people just like stick to the same thing, like and what's good to them, and it's like not not bad or anything. But I always just like do stuff that I need to like that I feel needs. To be worked on, like, so for like my calves, yeah, well, if my calves are tight, I'll get my calves seen, and then, yeah, I kind of just keep it like different every, every time I like get, I get like ready, but I always have like a peanut butter sandwich, jelly sandwich, every time, like, every like game day, so it's, it's weird. I mean, I love those as well, bro, it's a staple of my lunch, yeah, Fuck but, um, pissing, uh, and then we'll outside of footy, bro, you, um. What do you get up to on your day off? Mm, nothing really. Though. I try like chill out with the boys, or just like try to do stuff around the house, just to, like keep me like taking out. I usually just kind of just like chill out and just play the game, and then try to do stuff from there. But um, no, nah, nothing, nothing like too major. Yeah. And then what about your interests outside of football, bro? I know, see the same thing with Salisi that you guys are still pretty young. Your yeah. careers and all that, but have you sort of paid any notice to what you want to do outside of rugby or when rugby's done? Um, yeah, so like I want to, I've always wanted to be like an English teacher or like a teacher or something, some sort of um, yeah, just be a teacher really. So I'm trying to like do some study around English and stuff with like with Vic, but then I'm, try, I'm also going to do like a physical education like an online course for Messi. So I'd like try to do that in the second term um, this year, for this year. Do you have a, a specific age group in mind? Probably like just secondary school students. I feel like I just relate, I'd l- relate better to those kids rather than like little primary school or intermediate kids. I, f- oh, yeah. it's just, I think they're just driving crazy to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I want to give back to like my school and stuff like that, and what they did to did for me. So I always wanted to like be a teacher when I left. True, true, true. Yeah, no, I think no. that that pretty much wraps up sort of the full scope of Peter Umanga Jensen, bro. But Super. what I'm gonna look to do with all of these interviews is I'm gonna finish it off with just a few questions, which are point yep. ten from the bin, bro. So Super. I'll, I'll probably have to rejiggle it because I know that um. You're on the lash these days, eh? Yeah. Yep. So um, <laughs> I'll switch it up. But yeah, so my first question, bro, is what's your go-to vessel on the night out? My go-to vessel on the night out? It's, well, I don't know, mate. Right? To be honest, um, I always have, I hate I hate vodka Red Bulls, but I always have a vodka Red Bull when I go out. <laughs> like every night. I'm just like, because you know how like when you like wake up when you're hungover and you're just like, or you can like smell it's just like vodka and like Red Bull. Yeah, 
or just like Red Bull and like your mouth and shit, and then you're just like, oh, this is disgusting. Like that's put me off like Red Bull, and then like every time we're like maybe like two o'clock, I'll be like, fuck, I'm gonna get a vodka Red Bull. <laughs> so like that, I'd say that's my go-to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. about at the pre though? Do you have a pre drink? Oh, pre's. Um, right, like long whites. Um, is this the watermelons? They're pretty hissing. Them limes. What? I like beer as well, so Coronas, Tillies, and stuff like that. Yeah, Spates. 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 That hissing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't mind the low carb Spates. Yeah, low carb um, Spates, bro. They're hissing. Who, who's the. Of, of any team that you've been involved with, or yeah. even just at school, bro, who's the biggest teacher's pet you've been around? Biggest teacher's pet I've been around? Um, Coach's pet. Who would it be? Oh, I'd say TJ Var. <laughs> bro, he's, even though it was, his dad as well was a coach as well, so he was the biggest. He was the biggest tribals. Um, he was always, always looking at nah, nah, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> No, he always changed when his dad was around. He was crack off that. He could just tell like he was a little pussy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, follow you, just him. Do uh, TJ, you said that you chill up on your day off, but is there like, is there one thing that you have to do on your day off? Like something that's like, to let your hair down or anything like that? Oh yeah, I always get a haircut. Um, on my day off, just get the um sides done. Oh, I get like a taper fade. Yeah. Get a Ruben McCormack, Lukey yeah, Burns. Ruben's is the man, bro. He's the man. <laughs> he, I think he's everyone's go-to now, eh? I've, I've got my boys on some. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good man, bro. Yeah, shout out to Ruben. Because <laughs> you, you pay for a quality cup and some quality chat. So yeah. Bro, for anyone in the Wally area, get on out to Six Wally. Hide out, bro. He's got shit, shit chat, but... Nah. He's a good man, old Ruben. He keeps you grounded. Yeah, he does. Uh, question number four. What's your least favourite fitness block? Oh, least favourite. I hate this, like, there's this game called um, Rebound Touch that we play. And it's like you just have to, like, game where you can go offside. Well, where you can go offside and stuff. And I'm always, yeah. shit, I'm always shit at reacting to, like, <laughs> when they go offside. And I always just like find myself in like the shittest spots, and you know, I'm just like, nah, fuck, I hate this. Like, that's the only game. Like, I love every other conditioning game, but that's the only game I hate, like, with a passion. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's your favorite cheat meal? Favorite cheat meal? Fuck, I love Asian food, eh? So, like, dumplings, noodle soups, like, half ducks, like, roast duck and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Roast pork, like, unreal. Yamcha. Oh, that's yeah. what I mean. Love Yamcha. Same here, cuz. Mm. <laughs> um, most regretful baller purchase. So, that means, what have you gone out and spent heaps of money on? And then, like, the next day or, like, the next week being like, bro, I should not have bought that. That was not worth it. Bro, me. So, it was, like, me, Parkai, and Wes. We, like, bought this, like, vape pen. Like, we all... <laughs> Bought a vape pen for two hundred dollars. <laughs> it was like two hundred dollars, and we bought like the like little accessories and stuff for it. And like we only used it for like a day, and then like the next like never use it ever again. Like on that day, and it was like two hundred dollars worth of nothing, bro. <laughs> like 
biggest dumb like dumbass person like purchase like we've ever like, I've ever made. Like that I've never used ever again. What who so who who brought that up? Did someone do some googling or were you in a shop? No, we were just like walking and then like we just seen the vape store and we're like, fuck, should we buy a vape? And then like of course like you were like, Yeah, let's do it. Like we just like I think we just got paid and then <laughs> like, we were feeling like pretty pretty baller and then we just like got to this and he's like, Fuck I'm like I'm gonna get this one and it was like this red one with like a black like, I don't know what it's like it was like a red and black one and then I was like, Oh yeah and then the other like the other two were like, Oh yeah, I'll get this black one and oh, yeah, I'll, get, I'll get this white one and then we're just like, What the hell? like and then used it for like their whole day, like this is getting so like we're like balling like and then like never used it again. <laughs> I think I lost it that day, like because I think we went out and then I tried to like take it out to town and I lost it and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Probably wasted another $200, $200 on that night as well, just going out. Like, yeah, man. Oh, no, yeah. I think I just like, most of my money, I always, whenever I go out, I always just waste it on town. So that's probably the second, if I had that, like a second thing I'd regret. <laughs> yeah. And that happens to us all. Yeah. Guilty music pleasure. So who who's the who's the one guy or gal that you listen yeah. to that you don't want anyone else to know that you listen to? Oh, oh, I have to check my Spotify. There'll be a couple. Oh, fuck, I love um Maroon Five. They're hissing. Um, yeah. I have a look. I have a look. Oh, I don't know why. To be honest, like I listen to like what everyone might listen to, so. But the boys, boys to men, I don't know, you be 40? Yeah, I'm no re- Taylor Swift in there or anything like that? Nah. Demi Lovato? Nah, hell no. Um, <laughs> bro, yeah, I've got nothing out. Oh, do you know Vance, Vance Joy? Nah, don't know sings, that. Things like Riptide and stuff. Nah, Coming down to the Riptide. Lucky guy. Fuck those, geez, straight up. Um... I think the only person that oh, I like Lana Del Rey, I like Lana Del Rey. Yeah, Jesus. I like Lana. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, yeah, that's probably the only person. Billy Eilish, I like Billy Eilish. She's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like nothing, like no one really extraordinary, like extraordinary. Uh-huh. Dua Lipa, she's just but... yeah, yeah, for two for two reasons, eh? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no, just one for you. Just one for you. My bad. My bad. No, just one, just one. But uh, oh, yeah, nothing yet, too bad. <laughs> who's the biggest grub you've played with and against? Biggest grub? Um, played with against grub, grub. Oh, duplicy creepy. He's the biggest grub, bro, straight up. Every time we have training, he always wants to get into a fight with someone. <laughs> and, like, every, like, rugby game, I'm just like, bro, like, you're an idiot. Try like tackle me or try like do something niggly to me. I'm like, oh, I'm just like, I'm gonna see you next week. They're training like, how do you like? And he's like, oh no, I like, know, I know, like it's gonna be like, it'll be funny. I'm like, nah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna hate you. Like, no, I like hate you for like now, but like, I'm not gonna hate you like later on. So it's just, like, he's always like, he's always gonna be a grub, bro. Straight up, but like it's good. Like keeps everyone <laughs> intact. But like some, it pisses some people off. So I like to, I like know when he's kind of like do it as well, and I'm just like, bro, like don't, 
<laughs> Don't draw it, mate. Come on, mate. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, we'll finish up with this last question. Safe, bro. And um, yeah, this is yeah. I can't really change this one, bro. So you just answer as best you can. Say, bro. But you have to answer. You can't give me a no comment. Okay. All right. Saturdays are for the boys. <laughs> for the boys, man. Hell no. No for what? That's what I'm doing good tomorrow. Man, good man. <laughs> well, My boys. Thank you very much, Peter. No, this cheers, has been bro. awesome, bro. Yeah, no, um, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking to, especially with this spare time that we've got in our hands, bro, just yeah. try and get as many of you boys on that I know and just you know, maybe sharing a bit of insight into who you are, your yeah. journey, and maybe, you yeah. know, like, now people know that you have to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before again. Oh, that was right. Thank you. No, I mean that you're doing this, juice straight up. Good to get Appreciate out there it, and talk about this stuff with you, so I think the other people jump on. But yeah, cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. That's all right. Stay safe, man. And um, I'll see you when I see you. Safe, bro. Later. Peace.